0: And this ball is crushed. Deep, I mean deep and gone. Welcome back, O Catholics. Episode 6 of the Oak at Clubhouse. Another week of baseball is done. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about next week. Let's give some awards. Let's talk about zany shit that happened in the world. Let's do all of that. But first, let me introduce myself. I am Sammy Franchise. I will be your host for the next 40 minutes or so. Uh, I'm with my co-host, Warner. Warner. Say hi,
1: Warner.
0: Hello. Ooh, there's a weird voice from Warner. And my other co host, Charlie. Say hi, Charlie.
2: Hello, everybody.
0: Weird voices from these two coming (laughs) in. Not sure what's going on.
2: That was my, I was testing out my NPR voice.
0: That was, yeah, that was a good NPR voice. I like that one. Well, anyway, guys, this was a big week in terms of news. A lot of stuff happened, but mainly the big things that happened that. All across sports, all across culture in America, society. Um, Black Lives Matter protests. I mean, the the shooting of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin, led to justin a lot, an outpouring of protests across professional sports. It started with the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA. They the NBA basically shut down because the players uh, out of protest didn't play games for two or three days. Um, And then MLB teams seemed to follow suit. The Brewers, I believe, were the first team that that said they were not going to play. So on on Wednesday, it all started on Wednesday, uh, three MLB games were postponed. The Brewers and the Reds, the Dodgers and the Giants, and the Mariners and the Padres. Um, The other games went ahead, but players like Jason Hayward and Matt Kemp sat out. Uh, I know Jason Hayward said that he actually encouraged his Cubs, play- his Cubs teammates to play the game even though he himself uh, wanted to, you know, take a stance uh, and sit out that game. Um, then Thursday, a lot of games were postponed. A's, Rangers, Twins, Tigers, Phillies, Nats, Red Sox, Blue Jays, Rockies, Diamondbacks, Orioles, Rays, and then marlins mets in which players held a moment of silence they came out all got into position lewis brinson came up to bat uh they held a moment of silence a black lives matter shirt was put on home plate and all the players left the field um and i believe now all the games in the nba and the mlb have resumed um but obviously we're seeing a lot of guys across all sports but in baseball uh you know make statements i know dominic smith dom smith uh he made a very powerful and passion tearful statement uh mookie Betts, i saw make a statement a lot of guys are talking about it it's it's kind of i mean it's the big news in all sports and 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 baseball which is kind of known as being uh it's been pretty conservative i would say over the you know 150 years that it's existed there it seems like these players are, are making us making a stance and making, trying their best to make a change. Um, I know the players Alliance, which is made up of, it's an organization made up of more than a hundred black current and former MLB players donated their salaries for Fridays, which just, I mean, I guess coincidentally it was already scheduled to be Jackie Robinson day. Um, the players Alliance all donated their salaries from Friday's Jackie Robinson day to black social justice causes. um, I mean guys, what are your take on this?
1: I think it's great to see. Um, you know, I'm happy that the players are speaking out. I think that there's obviously a lot of people that would prefer players don't speak out. Um, yeah, fuck that, them. Yeah, fuck all <laughs> those people. Um, so I'm happy what do to you see mean that these players. Players are just up. robots for our entertainment. Dance <laughs>
2: exactly. jesters. Dance um, for our entertainment. Don't have feelings and emotions and your own opinions and
0: Ugh. You know, I think That's something that me
2: pretending to be them. I don't actually believe it. <laughs> Good to clear that up. Just Charlie. want to clarify um,
0: something I've seen from like trolls and reply guys and just assholes on social media is just like, what are the players? Like, what are they trying to accomplish? You know, what is sitting out baseball game or sitting out basketball game trying to accomplish with this? And I mean, I think by sitting out and and taking sports off your TV they're starting a conversation and they have a platform and look, like I just said, the players Alliance, which is a hundred former and current black players. They're, they're putting their money where their mouth is. And they're there. And a lot of these guys do, a lot of these guys have, have pledged money to these causes and money is very important. Money is, is super important, but also they have a platform. And by taking the sports off your TV for a night or two nights or three nights, they're making you, think about it and have a conversation. And maybe, maybe you're going to have a conversation with the people you live with, who maybe you're kind of isolated from all of this. You're in your own bubble per se, not a, not a COVID bubble, which I mean, maybe you are also, you know, that's also a a problem that's facing society, but, but maybe you, maybe you are kind of have blinders to, to this because you don't know people in these communities or you don't, you don't think it affects you. Maybe by your favorite baseball team, not being on, on TV that night, maybe now it does affect you and maybe you are going to think about it and think about why are these players doing this why are they saying this what does black lives matter mean when i see that t-shirt put over home plate or i see my favorite players wearing that shirt and i think that's that's like super important is is look everybody should be aware of it at this point but but they're saying you know it's bigger than this game it's bigger than sports yes there's tons of money and and, and fans and and all the stuff that's wrapped up in mlb Baseball as a product, but like this is bigger than that. And we don't want to distract from that movement. We want to shine a light on it.
2: Well, look, the reality of the situation is we aren't entitled to having a safe space where people. I hear all the time the top comment on every fucking Facebook post, the top reply under every fucking Twitter post is some asshole saying, Uh, don't make my sport political. And guess what? The, The reality is it is political. It's always been political. The owners are billionaires who lobby Congress for their own interests. The players unionize to protect their own interests. It's all political, and you as a fan of a sport aren't entitled to not having, you know whatever political agenda is getting a, the light shed on it.
0: Well, politics are not abstract. You know, politics is not just something that... I I, I always, like, kind of relate it to sports in that politics are not like, oh, I root for the White Sox and you root for the Cubs. Like,
2: right, and that's a huge problem in this country is that people yeah, treat politics, it like it's teams.
0: Exactly, and politics is not politics is 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 everything is politics and politics is is how people's lives are impacted every day and you can't forget your team that your favorite team or team hater or whatever is made up of people that's 25 26 people uh human beings who have experiences and just because someone is rich because they play baseball and make millions of dollars and are famous does not mean that that you understand what their experience might be. I mean, I've, I've heard on MLB network, Cliff Floyd, who played in the MLB for a long time, has plenty of money talking about how, you know, it's not about money. He, he still gets pulled over and has a gun pulled on him. And, and, you know, money can't protect you. Dollar bills or a big check is not going to protect you from a bullet that someone puts in you because of the way you look or because of how they, you know, you know, the, the, the hate they have in their heart or the, yeah or
2: the perceived threat that you're causing that is that's like the whole issue is that's that person's perceived threat
0: at the end of the day if you at the end of the day saying black lives matter or saying or or just racism prejudice systemic injustice should not is not it shouldn't be a political statement at all like we're, we're talking about you know human rights and things that should just be moral uh laws you know uh if you think that like racism is not a serious problem in our society, or that black people are not facing the these kind of s- serious injustices, well, and, and and you're a white person or a non-black person who thinks that, I would just say, you know, listen to them. They're telling you exactly how they feel, and you're putting your fingers in your ears and going blah 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 and not listening and disagreeing with you. And why do you feel it's your place to disagree with someone when they tell you? how they feel and they have there are plenty of statistics and numbers and and stuff to back it up but at the end of the day it's like just listen to another human being tell you their story and their side and listen to the pain and the hurt in their voice and listen to someone like Dominic Smith watch a video watch his video go look him up and and watch that and and just listen and and tell me how you can't just you know find the humanity to just listen to someone when they're telling you how they feel uh I don't know how to transition out of that but we're going to transition from uh (laughs) from
2: wonderful (laughs) transition sam
0: we're going to transition from you know the terrible news of of racism and systemic justice to the terrible wasn't
2: last week's clubhouse (laughs) full of terrible news to the
0: terrible news of the covid pandemic but this is actually not terrible news guys jeff passan went on the pat McAfee show and he actually reported that he believes the mlb is moving towards a playoff bubble for the postseason with National League teams playing in Houston and Arlington, American League teams playing in L.A. and San Diego, and then the World Series will be held in Arlington. Guys, a bubble might finally be coming to baseball. At this
1: point, I mean, it feels like it's so late in the game, Um, but I mean, I get that with all the playoffs, there's going to be a lot more series being played. Yeah, trying to cut down on travel is smart, Uh, I guess, better late than never. I feel like it would have been smart if they'd figured this out sooner. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Um, I've seen everyone talking about, well, the uh, Rangers were uh, really wanting to see the World Series at their new stadium, and they're going to get it one way or another. Um...
0: (laughs) Yeah, and and part of the the plan that passed and reported, and like none of this has been confirmed by the MLB or anything like this, this is all kind of, all of this right now is just kind of being reported allegations or whatever you call it, Um, but that the last week of the MLB season, of the regular season, all teams, even the home teams, all players would be staying in hotels. No one would be at home. And then they would all fly down to these remote sites to be in a bubble just to kind of make sure everybody's healthy, get rid of any risk of people you know, contracting the disease and then having the playoffs through the World Series without any risk or a very small risk of infection.
2: I mean, I think it's a good idea. And yeah, better late than never. But I am... I'm not saying it, it shouldn't be this way because I think it should, but I am going to be sad to not see the like diversity of ballparks because I think that's something that makes baseball so special over any other sport, that the field of play is not so standardized and that these fields have different quirks and fun things and one's a hitter's yeah. ballpark and one's a pitcher's ballpark. So I'm just going to be sad that that's not yeah. going to be a storyline and that the storyline is going to be like this is how you know this new stadium in Arlington is playing and every team you know
0: well if if the bubble is in Houston and all the I don't know if the plan is to play all of the games like in Minute Maid which like obviously would make sense as being like an MLB ready ballpark Uh, then like if whatever series has every game played at Minute Maid like man Righty's <laughs> righties are going to rake man (laughs) yeah
2: i guess that's true the crawford boxes will be will be a a storyline in that case but
0: but yeah we'll keep you updated on that as like more comes out obviously we don't have a lot of information on that but like i've we've been saying all year there should have been a bubble and obviously now there is let's see what happens hopefully yeah obviously again not confirmed but but it, it is looking like that and then the last bit of news uh guys the trade deadline is coming up Monday, August 31st, 4 p.m., so by the time this episode comes out, it'll be the day of the trade deadline. And uh, some moves have already been made. The White Sox acquired Gerard Dyson from the Pirates for international bonus pool money. The Seattle shipped Taiwan Walker. Oh,
2: international bonus pool money. That's my favorite player.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Seattle shipped Taiwan Walker to the Blue Jays for a player to be named later. Then in a separate oh, deal a player
2: to be named later. That's my second favorite player.
0: In a separate deal, the Mariners also sent the Blue Jays Dan Vogelbach for cash.
2: Oh, cash, my third favorite player.
0: And then the Phillies uh These they are flipped, some huge trades. They flipped a young pitcher Nick Pavetta to the Red Sox for reliever Brandon Workman in a trade that is actually two major league players going uh for each other. So
1: boring.
0: Yeah, nothing super exciting but obviously it hasn't uh, been deadline day yet.
1: The, the Padres actually they just picked up Trevor Rosenthal from the oh. Kansas City Royals. They've yep, lost Kirby that. Rick yeah, oh and Tommy
0: going to the A's.
1: Yeah, to the A's. Um but yeah, Padres that that's the biggest one so far, I think. Trevor lost,
2: Rosenthal is a big arm.
1: Yeah, it's I mean, big news that they lost their closer kirby yates um so they've now their bullpens kind of been struggling uh they've been putting up some great beginnings of games but they've been having some trouble with the bullpen so we'll see if trevor rosenthal he was traded to the Rays. it looks like for uh edward olivares and a player to be named later um
0: thanks so yeah thanks for uh interesting thing there let me know that i haven't seen that yet and uh,
2: i fully expect the twins to be sellers at the deadline
0: <laughs> but they are not doing too well lately charlie they're struggling yeah yeah. <laughs> well, some big names. Yeah. Maybe they should go out. Maybe maybe they'll be buyers, and they'll go. I mean, I'm sure they'll be buyers, and maybe they can go out and get one of these guys. Some big names that everyone's talking about could be moved. Lance Lynn, Ranger starting mm. pitcher. Mike Clevenger. That would get me right James... back
2: in it. If the Twins got Lance Lynn. <laughs> <clears> throat> throat> oh, God. World <laughs> I, Series back. I almost, I almost don't want to hear Charlie's head would Charlie... explode
0: if that happened. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's exploding just thinking about it. I, I was so sad oh, just 30 seconds ago, thinking about the Twins being sellers because they're so bad. But then you just say Lance Lynn, and my brain is like fireworks go off.
0: (laughs) Charlie, you have to let people know that you're being ironic, and you don't actually think the first place Twins are going to be sellers.
2: If they keep losing to the Tigers and Royals, what (laughs) what are they supposed to do? (laughs) I don't think they'll actually be sellers, but I can see them, if they keep losing, not adding anything and just punting.
0: Uh, Mike Clevenger from the Indians, another guy who ever since he broke team rules and then lied about it has been talked about as being traded. We also know the Indians have no problem trading star pitchers as they did Trevor Bauer last season. Uh, the Red Sox, their season is a Corey disaster. Kluber. Yeah, and Corey Kluber. Uh, the Red Sox, their season's a disaster, so they might trade their catcher, Christian Vasquez. That's a lot of people talking about that. The Angels may even be a bigger disaster than the Red Sox. Yeah. Uh, so they might deal Andrewton Simmons. They already dealed Tommy LaStella.
1: Yeah, sounds like the Blue Jays were kind of inquiring on that after uh, Bo Bichette has taken been out with injury. Looks like they might be trying to pick up another shortstop, apparently. And so Anderton Simmons online. is so good at shortstop. I yeah. mean, speaking of Trevor Bauer, it sounds like I thought I've read rumors that he might go yeah, somewhere. Yeah, people thought much are Bauer being traded. 13 and 17 at this point um we'll see
0: robbie ray we'll see. from the diamondbacks pitcher and Whit Merrifield from the royals these are all names that you could see move maybe by the time this episode even comes out some of them might have been moved we'll see i know lance lynn is the big big name and it's obviously if he goes to the twins you might never hear another episode from us because we just don't want to listen to charlie talk about that every <laughs> week uh <laughs> But yeah, I mean, is there any is there any move that you guys would like to see, uh, either the names that I listed or just other I'd names? I'd like to there? see the
1: Cubs just trade for like all the good players and then yeah, just win right. the World Series. So yeah. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that. Um,
2: yeah. Um, I've been surprised there hasn't <laughs> been
1: like more Lindor rumors. Yeah, I think like...
0: because the Indians are like
1: tied for first, or or I mean, I they're doing better than people thought they would. Right. yeah. Right. Yeah
2: but it's interesting that they are that like clevenger's getting floated out there but not
1: i think Lindor. it's just in i mean cleveland has such an amazing pitching staff yeah. they called right. up what was it uh tristan mckenzie shows up and his debut strikes out 10 they're like we don't fucking need clevenger anymore um That's also clevenger's so ugly I mean, man That's and an ugly i hate dude. watching him on the mound is like tippy-tappy, just gives me anxiety <laughs> it makes um, me yeah, so nervous yeah, I feel like if any, I mean, Cleveland, I think they've just got the best chance to their rotation. They don't need that sixth man, basically. Um, yeah. Lindor, I still though, just you know, have this, been yeah.
2: surprised that, like, Lindor isn't getting, like, floated out there just to see. It's, it would seem very Cleveland to see if they could get something.
0: I heard a rumor that they were going to just give him to the White Sox. For cash? Clevenger? Uh, Lindor. Lindor.
2: For, yeah. <laughs> for a player uh-huh. to be named later.
0: Not even. Yeah. They are just uh, like, we're just going to give of, you him.
1: Oh, I mean, uh, Speaking of Clevenger, though, I have seen the Yankees have kind of been in touch about that because um, they've got Paxton on the injured list, and um, they need have um, to shave
2: that awful know. beard. That would be nice.
1: Yeah, we. He, I mean, I know that. that isn't there kind of some sort of a. I thought there was a thing about they also want your hair shorter. Yeah, you know right. need right. short kind of hair,
0: hair and no facial hair. Yeah,
1: yeah. You don't need just, like short, short hair. Uh, you like could have your hair like a little past like, your ears. It couldn't go past your shoulders, basically. I think it's right? even shorter Something than that. Okay. I think anyways, I don't think it's I'd supposed to really go to over your ears. Yeah, I'd be curious to see uh, what that might look like because he's had that long hair for a while. Um,
2: anyways, yeah. But in all honesty, I think I think Lancelin going to the White Sox is probably like, like that is the move. When I hear that, I'm like, that makes so much sense. It the just White makes Sox, so much offense sense. Offense is so good. Their pitching is like fine, but the, their pitching is not going to so carry them. That big so if yeah. they get Lance Lynn to add to, like, Giolito and
0: Keichel. Giolito, Keichel, and Lynn in the playoffs as your three-man? Yeah, man. that's, Ooh. that's Ooh. like,
2: all right, I Especially can see Especially when just... the
1: first round of the playoffs is a three-game. You know, I mean, they won't even right. need to get to Keichel, I would imagine, would be the third. <laughs> they wouldn't even need to get to him in their first round of the playoffs. I mean, it would be, yeah. wow.
2: Yeah, so wow. that's a move. When I hear that, I'm like – I hate it, but it makes way too much sense to oh,
0: not man. happen. The beards, the beards in the I mean, Giolito's got like a trimmed beard, but like Keiko Lynn beard. Ugh. And White Sox yeah. are another team that like, I think a lot of people don't really, it's not obviously nowhere near as famous as the Yankees, but like the White Sox make you trim your beard. You got to have a short beard. And, uh, how short of a beard, though? Not I mean, that. I mean, Keuchel's, so like Keuchel, I mean, if he he's got a clean,
1: he's got right. a clean beard. Right, but if it's you look long, at him on
0: the Astros, he, it wasn't clean. He had a, he had yeah. a big but it's, old. It's not a, crazy, Keuchel. Lance, Lin,
1: Lance Lynn does not have a clean beard. His is all right. over it's the disgusting. place. Right, it's disgusting.
0: Let's get into our Teams of the Week. The Teams of the Week.
1: Uh, yeah, so for this week, my Team of the Week is the Phillies. Uh, they kind of had a slow start, and they've been dealing with this bullpen that, one of the worst ERA, or the worst era in baseball but now this week they've gone on a five game win streak including a win today uh over the braves um so they've beat the braves and the nationals during this time their bullpen has been getting better like sam you mentioned they've got brandon workman uh as kind of their new closer there they also picked up heath Hembry and david hale who have all been pretty good uh and now they are at this point 500 uh and i you know third or fourth in the division only a couple games back from first and you know let's keep in mind that's a division that has the marlins uh which we still can't really figure out and the mets who seem pretty hot and cold um and also bryce harper is having like a a year that yeah. is very similar to his mvp year wow, yeah. uh so if the phillies keep up these last this last week of the stuff finally coming together uh i could see them sneaking into the playoffs um so i think this might be a big week for them to kind of you know they've got some motivation um and we'll see where they go from here but uh yeah phillies are gonna be my team of the week
0: no team in my opinion has benefited more from not having fans than the phillies because (laughs) with the start they got off to like they would have been catching a lot more than booze they would have been getting you know batteries as we know the Philly the Philadelphia fans are known to throw batteries and snowballs at Santa Claus uh so yeah they might have had some extra players on the IL from getting beaned with like bricks and and shit like yeah, that, that would i feel bad rough. for
2: the fanatic though that there's no fans <laughs> <He's>, i've seen <laughs> videos trying. in. He's, he's still having there. fun i mean he's still he's goofing still around and time. having fun but it's just you know i just feel kind of bad for him cuz he doesn't he can't he doesn't have that interaction you know he's just yeah i feel like he's lonely he's yeah, still maybe. great for us providing good entertainment but i f-
1: i worry for him
0: does the fanatic have like a wife like mr met has a wife
1: i don't think th- i don't think so i'd like know. to see
0: i'd like to see the fanatic you know i'd like to see <laughs> how he gets down all right charlie all right who's your team of the week so my t-
2: team of the week is actually a tie between the white Sox and the indians as the twins have started to suck again. The Indians uh, have claimed first place in the division and the White Sox just seem to uh, not be able to lose. I mean, they still do, but Lucas Giolito throws a no-hitter, everybody's hitting dingers. The White Sox I think are they're scarier to me than the Indians, but the Indians pitching Shane Bieber is continues to be on another level of uh, I don't – is he even human at this point? I'm not sure. Um, the Who knew that the AL Central was going to be – I mean, I think we knew it was going to be better than years past, but this yeah, is going to be a total slugfest between these three teams going out. All and
0: offseason, people were saying the you know, the Central divisions were like the weaker divisions in, in baseball in both uh, leagues. The AL Central is really, really good. The, those yeah, top three the, teams are really good.
2: The Indians, I think people were still high on. I think the White Sox, people are starting to come around to. But man, that when that lineup is on, it's there's just nothing you can do. I think if I wasn't a Twins fan, like, I think if I was just like, a, didn't grow up as a Twins fan and was a Twins fan and like this was my first year following baseball, I think I would probably end up being a White Sox fan. That wow. team is just so fun and so good.
0: This is recorded. Like I'm fun. gonna listen yeah. to this every I'd, night. If I was like
2: a <laughs> like a foreigner or something who didn't really know baseball and like was trying to get into it, and I was looking at all these teams, it would probably be either the White Sox or the Padres. And we've talked about the Padres and how fun they are, but the White Sox yeah. are like
0: those are the two. Yeah, they're a fun team. Those are the two teams. Everyone, the White Sox and the Padres are like the you know the hip teams right now. Well, my yeah. team of the week is a team that I just is to me is just the most entertaining team. It's the Mets. Uh, What a week the Mets had, honestly. The Mets started this week on COVID watch. They were coming off a four-day delay of all their games. But Monday, they started playing again with a doubleheader against Miami, and they got shut out in both games. They went 14 innings without scoring a single run. It looked terrible. Then on Wednesday, DeGrom, who is like the, shining, the one shining light the Mets have, was... Terrific! He went seven innings, only gave up one run, and had 14 strikeouts in seven innings. He was so good. And then the bullpen, Justin Wilson and Edwin Diaz come in and immediately blow the lead by giving up three runs in the eighth. It looks like they're going to lose. But then Wilson Ramos comes in and wins the game with an RBI single. And this is why, guys, like this is why I'm picking the Mets. This is why the Mets are the most entertaining because they're not – they're not – Just historically, you look at the Mets, and there's a reason they're not, like, the Mariners, and they're not the Rockies. They're not just these, like, teams that no one cares about. You want to always watch the Mets because they give you the taste that they're good. And then they let you know that they're not good. They're terrible. But then at the end, they're just like, no, maybe we're good. Maybe we're good, (laughs) but they'll always do these. It's just as an organization, they're so poorly run. That on Thursday, the big news coming out of Mets, coming out of New York, Brody Van Wagenen, the agent turned GM of that team, is on some kind of live stream that's going out over the internet, and it's over, and he doesn't know that he's still on a hot mic. And he says to the guys around him, (laughs) he says to the guys around him, this doesn't leave this room. It did leave the room, uh, because it was being live streamed (laughs) to the world, and... He says he goes on to sit, to talk about how um Rob Manfred, the Commissioner of Baseball, had asked him and the Mets to come out at 7:10 for their game and then protest and leave the field. But then come back out an hour later and play the game. And which sounds like the dumbest idea ever, completely misses the mark on why players are protesting or how a protest works and the Van and then just shit talks Rob Manfred and is like, he doesn't get it from a leadership standpoint. He just is bad, does not understand. It's what we've been talking about. Like he's just sitting there ripping on Rob Manfred in a conversation that he thought would not leave that room, but was being live cast across the country. Then hours later, after it becomes the biggest story on Twitter, Brody Van Wagenen and the Mets come out and say, actually, this wasn't Rob Manfred's idea. We misspoke. This was actually our owner, Fred Wilpon's terrible idea. Then the Wilpons put out statements kind of, uh, you know, scolding Brody Van Wagenen for the way that he was speaking. And this is just this whole media clusterfuck that it feels like the Mets are always in. It's the same thing they were in a few weeks ago with Jonas Cespedes. They are just always on the front page for being the most inept franchise in baseball. But then they come out Friday, and they play two games against the Yankees, and they win both. They sweep the doubleheader. Dom Smith has this amazing impassioned speech on Thursday, and then he hits a homer. He gets another RBI in the second game. He's great. They win on a walk-off off Roldis Chapman in the second game. Everything seems to go great. Saturday, they play the Yankees again. And they lose on a wild pitch. Guys, the Mets cannot figure out what they are. Are they a good franchise? Are they a bad franchise? Are they a good team? Are they a bad team? Do they win? Do they lose? Are they gonna make the playoffs? Are they gonna miss the playoffs? I have no idea, but they are so interesting. They're like a soap opera. To just yeah. they're they're better than Netflix.
2: And uh yeah, it's a lot. A-Rod and J Lo almost bought them.
0: That was another thing that happened this week with the Mets.
2: <laughs> Can you imagine the A-Rod owning the Mets and Jeter owning the Marlins and just, like, funneling both of them, just funneling players into the Yankees? <laughs>
0: well, I could see it. Anyway, that was my team of the week. And now we're going to get to our awards. But we're not going to do what we usually do with our O'Get weekly awards because we're, we're at the midway point, guys. So we're going to give our midseason awards in what we're calling the OGAT Midseason Awards. So we're going to go through each each award, give it to the AL and the NL. Uh, we're going to do this quickly. Guys, AL MVP, I'm giving it to my guy, White Sox player, Jose Abreu. He leads the league in home runs. He leads the league in RBIs. He's hitting over 315. He's been really, really good. Who are you guys giving the AL MVP to? I mean
1: – Jose Abreu's up there. I'm, I'm kind of between Jose Abreu and Luke Voigt, who's just kind of decided to have a great year yeah. for the Yankees, yeah. has been kind of going off. And I think one thing that is interesting is that we talked about in our preview, the Yankees have this insane depth. They showed it last year. They seem to be just, you know, out of nowhere, Luke Voigt is amazing. Um, Definition so of a I'm, big ding-dong boy. So just because you said Abreu, I'll, I'll say Luke Voigt just to kind of give us another name in there. Um, Charlie, what do you got?
2: I mean, I don't know. This might kind of shock you guys, but I'm going with Anthony Rendon at this point. He's like quietly (laughs) putting together an amazing season. He's got... Interesting. All right. Yeah. Anthony Rendon? None of his stats are flashy, but his war is high. He's got a 435 OBP, a 163 OPS+. Sure, he doesn't have a ton of homers with only six, but he's he's Mike Trout. He's the Mike Trout on the Angels, and Mike Trout is not that good. So that's I'm going with Randall.
0: That's a really interesting pick because he is on one of the worst teams in all of baseball. But he those numbers yeah. speak for themselves. Those are really good numbers.
2: I am not a person who thinks that the MVP or any of these those kind of awards need to go to a team that's good. I don't think
1: that that. Sure. That doesn't
2: make That's sense. Fair it's
0: all right. That's fair it's enough. That's fair enough. He's
1: providing value.
0: NL MVP, yeah. I think, is an I easy mean. choice.
1: Yeah. Should we say it on the count of three? <laughs> yeah. We can't. We're
0: going to sound dumb if we all have different answers or even if just I one of us I think we has all have the same answer. answer.
1: I think we all have the same <laughs> answer. If one of us has the wrong answer for this, then, yeah, that person's dumb. All right. Uh, I'll count down. Three, two, one. Fernando Mookie Tatis best. Jr.? <laughs> Mookie,
0: that's is not no. a bad pick, though. But it's has been for, it is not a bad it's pick. For but Fernando, but it's Pat- Fernando I mean, Tatis. No, it's come on. He's my second pick. Also, it sounded dumb because I said Fernando Jr. and Warner just said Tatis. Uh and then obviously we all got there. I um, I was joking,
1: Tatis, no. Tatis is my pick. That's <laughs> yeah. I really don't know what else we need to say.
0: He leads major league baseball in home runs. He's been the most fun player. He he's got 30 RBIs already, he leads in total bases. Um just 2.2 Baseball Reference war already over 34 games. That's over that's a double digit war pace. He's been ridiculous and on top of just the numbers. He's just so fun to watch, and the...
2: yeah, I think when you when you look back at twenty twenty, what you want to remember is Tatis, his breaking the unwritten rules stuff. How good he was. How funny was. I think that I hope he keeps it up and can win the MVP. Because when I look back on twenty twenty in the future, I want to see Tatis. So I'm instantly reminded of yeah this season yeah. that he's had.
0: All right. Best pitchers, guys, the Cy Young Awards. AL Cy Young, I'll start it off. I think this is a pretty easy pick, too. Mm-hmm. Shane Bieber, he's been ridiculous. Yeah. Like Charlie said earlier, is he even a human? Just rid- absolutely ridiculous numbers. He's got uh, he's got a 1.35 VRA, hasn't lost a game, and he's got an 814 whip. And, I mean, yeah, he's been the best pitcher in baseball by far. And if he got MVP votes, I wouldn't be surprised.
2: Yeah, he was. He's in my top three for AL MVP. Um,
1: I'm gonna just throw something out there though. Another Cy Young. I don't know. Could be interesting. Uh, Liam Hendricks has been really good.
0: Ooh. Athletics
1: closer Ooh, might be interesting. I know in a shorter season, we haven't seen a reliever Cy Young in a, quite a while. But Liam Hendricks, he's uh, 10 for 11 in save opportunities. So that one, uh, you know, could be yeah. uh, an issue. Maybe if Shane but,
2: Bieber loses a game.
1: Exactly. Then it might even out. But he's got a 1.1 ERA through 16.1 innings, struck out 23. And my thought process is just this with these shorter games, with a lot of these seven inning doubleheaders, we are seeing a lot of teams blow a lot of games late. And a guy like Liam Hendricks, who when he comes in, shuts down the game without a doubt, every single game matters in this, well, these 30. Well, I wouldn't say without a doubt. Um, A 1 in 11 doubt. Sure. But he is about as good as a without-a-doubt closer you're going to get in baseball right now. Um, could be interesting. I don't know. Just Warren, you want
0: to know something there. else that's interesting about that pick? Is that what? two relievers who have won Cy Youngs and actually have both won MVPs as relief pitchers. Dennis Eckersley and Raleigh Fingers, Oakland A's closers.
1: Yeah, now, the A's yeah, know how to those closers the hardware. Don't that look is for up, sure. Well,
0: don't look up that Riley Fingers actually won the Cy Young MVP as a Brewer because we all know him <laughs> as an A, so uh, don't look that up.
1: <laughs> but still, the A's know their closers, their uh, relief pitchers. So, you know, just, I don't know. So I'm going Bieber, Charlie. About.
0: You're going Bieber? Yep. And I think for the heck of it, Hendricks. I'll go Hendricks. Yeah. nLM NL Cy Young. I, I have a tie on this one. I couldn't make up my mind yet. So I'm going with a cool. tie. Sometimes people get okay. ties.
1: I know who this one is. I mean, I got it. But I got to go with my boy, you, Darvish. Yeah. Um, I think I've said this so many times. I've wanted to see him find success. He is finding it this year, I think. Uh, He just pitched another... Uh, Seven-inning doubleheader, but six shutout innings, struck out eight against the Reds today, Uh, going up against Trevor Bauer, who is, you know, kind of another uh, possible front runner for the National League Award. Uh, But Hugh Darvish has been so good this year. Uh, He's got the second lowest uh, ERA in the National League. Um, He is just so much fun. Uh, Hugh Darvish, eat fried chicken until Cy Young winner, man. (laughs) Well, I love that guy. <laughs> Trevor Bauer is also
0: a great having a great season and could be a contender. But my tie is actually between Darvish and Degrom. Uh, I think Degrom sure. has been terrific. He's sure. leading the league in FIP. Yeah. He's got a one point eight zero ERA, uh, and I would just love to see him win it three times in a row.
1: That would be sweet. Uh,
0: yeah. Charlie, what? Are, who are you picking for the NL Cy Young?
2: I'm going with Max Freed. He Max has not Fried. given up. Good. He has not given up a home run this year in 40 innings he doesn't have the strikeout numbers some of the other guys but one three five era sub one whip and again he, he hasn't given up a homer so
0: yeah max
2: freed i like that
0: good on max free member of the tribe uh all right rookie of the year this is our final war we're just doing these three al rookie of the year i'll start and guys i got to be honest. I think we know who you're picking. (laughs) No, i got to be honest. I'm really only picking this guy because I don't want people to think I'm a homer. I'm picking Kyle Lewis of the Mariners.
1: Wow. Uh, I think that's the right pick, though. Honestly. He's he's legally in batting.
0: He's he's my midseason rookie of the year. But I will say I do think by the end of the year his numbers will go down, and I think Luis Robert will actually win the real AL rookie of the year. But through halfway through the year, I'm going with Kyle Lewis.
1: I mean, yeah, I don't know. Kyle Lewis, I could sure, numbers could drop again. It's only 30 games left though. I mean, Kyle Lewis as a rookie leading the American league, uh, with his batting average. Yeah. He's got seven home runs, which is one less than Luis Robert. So that's the top two rookies in the American league home runs. Um, Kyle Lewis is a lot of fun though. Um, he's my pick for the American. And if you think
0: batting average, Oh, that's an empty stat. No one cares. He also is leading the league in the AL and OBP. Uh, yeah, so, OBP. I think right. he
1: is he is leading rookies in hits, but he's got 42 hits. The league leader uh, or the American League leader is 43, so he's right up there as well. He's really good. Um, he gets on base a ton.
2: Kyle Lewis is also my rookie of the year.
1: <laughs> nice, nice.
0: Yeah, uh, but I think I think it's going to be between those two, obviously. Uh, yeah, I Lewis think the, these last hey, b- both guys of that games, have uh, two first names. Look at Kyle that. Lewis and <laughs> Luis Robert. And Lewis. 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 Luis Robert has said that it's okay to call him Lewis, but so that's interesting. Um <laughs> Alright, NL Rookie of the Year. I thought this one was a little bit trickier. Um mm-hmm. what about Charlie, who do you got for the NL Rookie of the Year?
2: Uh I guess I'm just gonna go with Jake Cronenberg. I mean Cronenworth. <laughs> <laughs> he's been really good. I didn't really know about this guy before the whole slam Diego thing, but yeah, me either. He's been contributing (laughs) really really well to that. So I think, I don't know. The NL rookie of the year is kind of tough at this point. There isn't a clear like breakout or breakaway like from the other ones. I think Dustin may is also interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm going with Dustin may Um, sub three ERA. He's, his whip is nice. Uh, you the know, thing
2: that stopped me from picking Dustin May is just that, in a season like this, if he gets blown up once, that ERA is four. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, hard for yeah. me. I mean to, that's
0: true. Like, and but he's but on at the, this point, he's he's a big part of the best team in baseball, and I just, I mean, Drake Carneros is really good. I just, I just felt like going with someone who wasn't the favorite. I guess. Uh, and Warner, what about sure. you? um
1: yeah i mean i'm kind of the the nl is hard um i was thinking jay cronenworth as well i think um but i do think yeah dustin May's a good pick um also joey bart i like that guy's name perfect for the giants (laughs) (laughs) well i'll just say joey bart
0: (laughs) yeah joey bart uh so that's our pick those are our awards um let's see we'll update this at the end of the season and see if well, it'll be fun to see who we picked in the preview, who we picked in the midseason, and then who we picked at the end. Um, so we're gonna move on, and obviously, this all- episode. I
2: don't even remember who we picked
1: for NL rookie. Yeah, we'll have to go back preview. and listen. Well, I think we Gavin all said Lux. Gavin Lux. We all Gavin oh. Lux. Oh, because he everybody thought it was going to be Gavin Lux, and now wah, he's wah. just now getting called up. It sounds like maybe, yeah. but he might get sent down again. Who knows? <laughs>
0: all right, so now it's time to. Talk about some crazy news stories outside of baseball, but we're going to keep it related to baseball by doing three true outcomes. If it's a home run, we're going to read the story. If it's a walk, we're just going to read the headline. And if it's a strikeout, we're not even going to fucking talk about it. Guys, the keywords this week flight simulator, South African karaoke, and flying car.
1: I mean, flight, the simulator. flight simulator, I would imagine, is Microsoft Flight Simulator, something goofy or whatever happening in that game. Uh, I've been reading a bunch of random stuff about that. Um, the karaoke fun. is intriguing to me. Do you want to home run that right out of the gate? What was the other one? Flying car. Flying car. That's pretty good too. I think Let's... we got a home. We got We got to hit a home run on the first one, Charlie. We got to do it. Come on. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> Come on, we're swinging for the fences here. You pick, then, if you're so confident. Um, Okay, we'll do the karaoke one.
0: (laughs) Guys, the headline for that one, South African duo. Oh, Charlie, you're not going to like this one. South African duo break karaoke world record. Charlie's a known (laughs) Guinness World Record hater. uh, But a South African duo broke the Guinness World Record of singing karaoke uh, by singing karaoke songs for a total of 35 consecutive hours. Ja- oh my God, <laughs> Jacqueline! I, guys, I've been talking How? now for like forty minutes, and my voice it hurts. And
1: uh, yeah, <laughs> that's impressive.
0: Uh, I don't. Yeah, Charlie,
1: I know you don't like Guinness World Records. Uh, I gotta give props to to That's impressive. One. Come on, ja- yeah.
0: Jacqueline Britz and Rhinus Lots of um, Mbambola, South Africa, said they had initially planned to sing for a full forty-eight hours, but they decided to stop at thirty-five due to exhaustion. Um, yeah,
2: no shit. That's all long record, time. <laughs> that's,
0: the amount was enough to beat the record of 25 hours, and um, the attempt took place at Wild Medlar, and the venue live streamed the attempt on Facebook. So I would love to go back and watch all 35 hours of that. I wonder what songs they sang.
2: Yeah, I've been thinking about that too a since lot of you said songs it. like that. Um, Were yeah, they all did they all have to be duets or could one person take a break while the other person sang a solo song?
0: It's a good question. UPI.com. What are you doing? How are you going to write this article and not tell me at least a few of the songs they sang? Uh, yeah.
2: That's I, I at least need the highlights like living on a prayer.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> Brits said you know.
0: the project is aiming to raise $5,866 for church construction by the end of June, uh, 2021. They're rebuilding a church in Dixie Farm, a small community outside of Barberton. It's a bunch of towns oh, and great. names well, that I've never uh, heard of.
2: Go look that up and uh, give, them, give them some money for their church. All right, well, that Seems was the first nice. pitch
0: home run, but now, you guys still have a, a walk and a strikeout okay. to give to Flight Simulator um, and Flying Car. I don't really care about Flight now.
2: Simulator. Strike that baby out.
0: Get the fuck video out of games, Flight Simulator.
1: Video games are are out. Okay, uh, Flying Car. So flying let's Car walk
0: walked, just to read the headline. If you're interested in this, you can look it up on your own. And you probably are interested in this because this is pretty interesting. A Japanese company's Flying Car takes successful test flight.
1: Well, you know. We should have home run oh. that one. Nah, that's <laughs> fine. Cool, good for them. So that's flying the news. Car took a test flight.
0: That was the news. <laughs> that was uh, three true outcomes. And real quickly before we get out of here, just let's give you guys some interesting stuff to watch this week. Um, I think everybody should watch coming up the Tampa Bay Rays. They've been one of the hottest teams in baseball. They're in first place. They have a, f- right right now they have a four game lead over the New York Yankees. That might even go up. Uh, it might go down too, but like they've got a good lead over the Yankees and they've got a, a three game series coming up with those Yankees on Monday night. Tyler Glassnow is going to be taking on Masahiro Tanaka. That's a really fun pitching matchup. Uh, Glasnow is really, it seems like he's just starting to, really get his footing. And I think he's one of the most fun pitchers to watch because his stuff is disgusting. Like just the way his pitches break is just gross. And he's got over 15 Ks per nine, which is like, he just strikes guys out. He's so fun to watch. Uh, And then after that Yankee series, they're going to be playing a a little interstate series against the Miami Marlins who are another fun team to watch. So watch some Ray's games this week, guys. You you won't regret it. Or maybe you will. I don't know. What if they just shit the bed? Then I'll (laughs) look stupid.
1: Sounds good. Um, I think you guys should watch the Rockies this week. Uh for this reason. This is more of a keep an eye on the Rockies. I don't know if you want to go watch their games. Uh they got off to a good start, but have kind of slid back to five hundred on the season. Uh they're now three games back from second. Uh, but they're still in the seventh or eighth spot for the playoffs. So, you know, I think the big thing is, can they hold on for the last month of the season? They've got the Padres and the Dodgers ahead of them. Very tough division, and their games for this week and next are all against division rivals, Padres, Giants, and Dodgers. So I think that these next two weeks are going to be kind of a make-or-break stretch for them, and we're either going to see if the Rockies can hang on to that seventh or eighth seed, or if they slip right out of the playoffs. Um, So, Keep an eye on the Rockies. We'll see what happens there.
0: And, Charlie, what are we watching this week?
2: All right. Um, I've got a series specifically, I think, with the expanded playoffs, and both these teams are really good. I think this could you know, maybe be, like, World Series matchup. Padres and the Athletics facing off next weekend. And I think that's just going to be a lot of fun. Both teams, explosive lineups. And yeah, like I said, I I could really see that being a World Series matchup. So, yeah, it sounds like a fun series. you preview of that of like not your typical, you know, it's not the Dodgers and Yankees World Series, you know, that everybody's expecting, but something that I think would also be a fun World Series matchup. Check out the Padres and the A's
0: to and Chapman, two of my favorite players. That'll be fun. Yeah. And guys. We barely talked about it this week because, uh, obviously, this is the big part of our episode. We predict who will throw a no-hitter. Someone threw a no-hitter this week, and none of us predicted it right.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can't nope. believe you didn't predict it, Sam.
0: I know. He's I know. my favorite pitcher, Lucas Giolito. After you
1: picked him for King of the Hill, and then you didn't pick him to throw a no-hitter, honestly, I was shocked.
0: I know, but I, I watched it. I watched it live. It was awesome. It was amazing. It's great. I had yeah, flash leather this week, but we did, ended up not doing Those I was going to give it to Adam Angle for that amazing catch that he made. Um, But, yeah, shout out Lucas Giolito for getting that no-hitter. I wish I predicted it. I wish any of us had predicted it. But (laughs) this week, I feel really good about this one. I I feel really good. Johnny Cueto is going to no-hit the Diamondbacks. It's going to happen. His weird herky-jerky motion is going to throw off those Arizona boys, and it's going to be the second no-hitter of the season. Johnny Cueto over the Diamondbacks. Warner, who's going to throw a no-hitter?
1: Who do I think is going to throw a no-hitter? Lucas Giolito is going to do it again. Here we go. He's going to throw a uh, back-to-back no-hitter. At this point, it feels like, you know, I've seen it come up red. I got to bet red. Uh, So, yeah, I'm putting my money on Lucas (laughs) Giolito.
0: And that's a good pick. Charlie, who's throwing a no-hitter?
2: Well, I thought about doubling down on uh, Lucas Giolito as well because, a The Twins have just been awful, so (laughs) I would not be surprised if it happens, but you know me. I got to go with my boy, Lance Lynn. He's going to get traded to the Twins and then throw a no-hitter in his first game with the Twins. That's going to happen this week, so look forward to that. If he gets traded to the White Sox, he will, um, instead of throwing a no-hitter, he'll throw an all-hitter where every pitch he throws (laughs) is a hit until they take him out of the game when it's like 20 to nothing. So... They, they
0: call that a Shohei, a Shohei <laughs> Right, <laughs> Yeah,
2: that's right. So Lancelin's uh, my pick if he goes to the Twins. All right. That's, okay.
0: All right. Important caveat there. So, uh, guys, thanks for listening to this. I know this is going to be a bit of a long episode, but it's our midseason episode. We're halfway through the season. We gave out our midseason awards. So hopefully you like this episode. Um, we're going to be off next week and then uh, two weeks from now. I don't know. Something's gonna happen. You'll just just follow no, along and you'll see whatever yeah, happens on our on our feed. Check us out on social media. Check us out on Patreon. One game at a time. Email us ogapod at gmail.com. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at ogapod. All that good stuff. Watch baseball. Wear a mask. Uh, you know, don't be fucking racist. And uh, and
2: have chill a good out. Week. Yeah, chill just out. take it easy. Just take yeah. it easy. Man. All right. All right. Pick your feet up.
0: Bye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye.